Welcome to the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the accountant's trap. It's where you're stuck working with low value and high demanding clients, but at the same time, you can't necessarily raise your fees because you have a ton of competition. Well, how do you escape the trap? One, to, one way is the topic of today's episode, and that is by raising rates without losing clients. And we'll talk about how to do that. I'm excited to talk about that. So to help me with the discussion, I've invited Lauren Fogelman, an author of the book, Get Paid What You're Worth, a book for accountants and role agents and bookkeepers. Lauren, welcome to the show. Adam, I am so excited about digging into this topic. So thank you so much. Yes. So we we say that there's an, this thing called the accountant's trap where you're working with all these low paying, high demanding clients, but you can't raise your fees because there's a ton of competition. But what you're saying is that you should raise your fees, but essentially eliminate the competition is essentially is what I, I gather what your message is. So tell me, tell me what, how you advise a business owner, or excuse me, an accountant to be able to raise their rates without losing clients. Well, the, the first thing before even going into that, I, I yeah. want to say that probably 57%, if not more, uh, firm owners undercharge for their services because they just don't understand how pricing really works. As they went through school, they didn't get a class on pricing your services. They probably didn't even get a, a class on how to be a firm owner as opposed to an accounting employee. And, and because of that, we take shortcuts when we're first starting out opening up our firm. And one is how to price your services doing what you've just known and always seen, which is connecting your fees to time. So mm -hmm. that's part of that accountant trap that you are talking about, Adam, and, and we're so much on the same page. So if you're a firm owner and you're looking to really move away from that trap because you're maxed out on time, which means that you're maxed out on revenues, I call that an upper limit challenge, then I created something that I call the raise your rates formula, which is a series of five steps. And I'll just quickly go through yeah, each, of the, yeah, each of the five steps. Um, I have my pencil the very ready. First, the very first one is quality clients, because in the beginning, you are accepting anybody that breathes and is willing to pay your fees. Because that, you end up with a wide range of clients from low value to high value. And what we want to do is understand what are the qualities of those high value clients? Why is it that they want to engage your services or the problems that they want to solve? Once you have that insight, then we can start to strategically attract more of those clients to you. And that goes right into step number two, which is communicate your value. Once you know the insights about your quality clients, then we can use the right words, whether on your website, your pro-advisor profile, when somebody asks you at a network meeting what you do, to be able to grab their attention so that they want to know more. Step number three is packaging your services. This is instead of looking at your website and seeing this long a la carte list of all the different things that you offer, we want to create bundles or packages that are more solution-focused. And by doing that, it starts to allow you to separate your fees from time. And that goes right into number five, which is what we're taking a deep dive into today, which is the value pricing. Once you offer packages and you're focusing on solutions instead of inputs, we're focusing now on the outputs, then you are able to price for value and value pricing is a little bit different than 
how you would traditionally price, which would be cost or a fixed fee or an hourly rate. And we can go more into that in a moment. But yeah. when you value pricing, that means you, that you're pricing the client, not your tasks and services, which allows you to actually earn two to three times more than what you're currently charging. No additional time spent working. You're just able to price for, for, for value instead of time and cost. And then step number five, which is so important. Um, I needed this step, which was consultation mastery. It's where where you're looking to enroll a new client, but you don't like the sales part. You don't want to push someone mm. into working with you. How do you actually have what I call a value conversation where you're asking great questions? And at the end of that conversation, they naturally want to know how to work with you. So those are the five steps of the Raise Your Rates formula, which is quality clients, communicate your value, package your services, value pricing, and consultation mastery. I love it. I mean, I because, uh, you know, we talk to accountants and bookkeepers all the time and they are, there's a ton of competition out there. But I think what you're saying through these five steps is that you will be able to attract those quality clients if you can adequately communicate your value and then price what you're doing in a way that makes sense to them and appeal to what they want, um, which is almost like the consultation mastery number five. So Somebody listening or watching, what's the first step? Like, what, what, where do they go from here? Should they nail down a niche? Should they, you know, what, what should they do? Mm -hmm. I, I actually don't think that you need to nail down a niche in the beginning. I, okay. I know that I didn't. It took me probably nine years to figure it out. It's, it's a process. Sometimes you need yep. to start with who you don't want to work with before you know who you do want to work with, or you yep. think that one industry is right but maybe they're not recession-proof. So when COVID happened and everything shut down, you lost a ton of clients because the particular industry isn't recession-proof. What I think you want to first do is uh, approach things from a value or orientation. You want to look at it from three angles. First, you need to connect with your value before you can expect anybody else to recognize the value that you offer. You have to realize that your highest value when you're connecting with your value from a client's perspective is your expertise, not what you do. So clients invest in solutions. They don't want to buy time. So that's the very first thing is understand your value as an accounting professional that you bring to the clients. And then the second thing is really understanding how to price your services without connecting them to fees because that, uh, an hourly rate was created about 100 years ago when an attorney needed to figure out how to justify his high fees. He just made it up out of thin air, and now <laughs> it's globally used by everybody. And people just did what everybody else was doing. They never thought to question why it happened. But because it was invented 100 years ago by an attorney, it was before technology existed. When you connect your fees to time, based on something that doesn't understand technology, then as you gain efficiencies by using different software, as you gain expertise and you become faster at what you're doing, then you get punished because now you can charge less because you don't take as long to do it. So I believe that uh, that's part of the accountant's trap is connecting your fees to time. It creates what I call a tug of war where clients on one end want your work as quickly as possible to pay as little as possible. And you on the other end are not encouraged to become more efficient yeah. because of the fact that you'll end up earning less. 
So that's the second part is uh, value pricing instead of a fixed or hourly fee. And then the third part is having that value conversation, which is really being able to get into a consultation where you are coming from an advisory position of looking at what's in the best interest of your client. And you do this by asking certain questions that have them recognize your value. And it's not so much about the tasks, the functions, how many bank accounts they have, when they last filed their tax returns. It's more about understanding what it is that they want to do their business journey and what might be a challenge, what might slow them down, what might be a real win for them and asking questions around those things for them to see the value. That is what I call value conversation. You don't need to pitch or sell your services. You just need to ask great questions. So the first step is really connecting with value with everything that you do, understanding your value, pricing for value, and having that value conversation. Yeah, I love that. And it, it all centers around value. You know, people that, that uh, we, we say this all the time in some of our trainings, that that people don't buy drills for the drill they want the what the drill provides which is the hole mm-hmm. people don't buy quarter inch drills they buy quarter inch holes <laughs> and the the theory is exactly what you're saying is that mm-hmm. a business owner wants their their financial professional whether it's their accountant CPA bookkeeper to give them what they feel is valuable not what you feel is valuable. And what most accountants say was valuable is, like you said, on-time books and accurate bookkeeping and we'll reconcile the accounts and we'll make yeah. sure the chart of accounts are clean. Business owners don't care about that. They don't value that. So you've got to speak in a language that they value. So so in terms of the, the very you first- You know what, Adam? You know, I just ahead. want to add one more yeah, thing please. to that. Is that <laughs> you value that because that's where you spend your time, energy, and effort. Yeah. But- If you speak to the majority of business owners, they don't really get it. And when you start geeking out too much on all the tasks and the tactical steps that you do, you overwhelm them, their eyes glaze over, and they just can't wait to look at their phones again. So we need to focus on what's important to them instead of the inputs or the functions, which is what's important to you. So, So I appreciate you letting me clarify that. No, I'm I'm glad you did because I think that's a very important point that especially accountants gloss over because accountants are sort of, you know, black and white. It's either A or B and there's no yep. middle ground. And there there is a middle ground because your clients are, even though they're business owners, there's they, most people buy on emotion and justify with logic later on. Mm-hmm. It's why every car commercial, you see an attractive couple with their very nice looking dog going up to a very expensive house <laughs> in the mm-hmm. fall and the leaves and all that. They're not talking about the 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 insides of the engine and the material that makes up the leather of the seats. They don't, because nobody cares about that. Exactly. <laughs> they, they want the value. And, and essentially what you're saying is in all of your... The, the five steps, it's, it's all centered around talking, pricing, positioning, mm-hmm. the value. From the client's point of view. From the client. And that's an important point. So explain what you mean by that, the client's point of view, because not everybody has the same value. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Not everybody has the same value. Uh, it's part of why you really want to understand your clients. And you can do this without having a niche. Uh, The niche goes into the demographics, which is where they live, what they do, education level, marital status, all that stuff that we hear about. But 
What's even better is the psychographics. The psychographics are the qualities of the characteristics about your best clients. And that is so important because some clients are a dream to work with. There's just this energy. You get each other or you're able to work together really, really well. Whereas other clients, as soon as you get a communication from them showing up in your inbox, it creates anxiety. <laughs> it goes off your yeah. entire day and you didn't even open up the email yet. You just never had that happen to me. <laughs> and, and, and because of that, I feel that we want to be very aware of who we work with, because if you onboard the wrong client too quickly, you're going to tolerate them for a very long time. And there's a cost to that. There's the stress of working with someone who doesn't respect you, or they nickel and dime everything that you're doing, questioning you. They don't follow through. They're late for everything, including paying your invoices. Uh, the other part is that they um, are probably looking for champagne services at beer prices. Yeah. So they want a lot, but they want to pay a little. Yep. And the other part of it is they just take more time because they want exceptions or they don't get back to your communications in a timely manner. So those low value clients might have helped you get your firm off the ground and started. But by saying yes to everybody, you're actually doing a disservice because by tolerating those low value clients, it's keep you working more closely with those clients who are just a dream. Yeah, I I love that, and and along the same lines with that. So there's a you know we know a lot of accountants out there who took on those clients, those low value clients, and they've never raised their rates since then. And That's so, you know they they you know you, they often want to raise their rates months or years before they actually do so. How do you advise or how do you coach your clients when they're ready to raise the rates or they want to raise them? They just don't know how. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to answer that in two parts. Okay. Uh, so, so this will take a little bit of time. The first thing I want you to think about is if you're looking to increase your fees, whether this is with new clients or current clients, I encourage you to realize that going from either fixed or alley rate over to value pricing is similar to first learning how to ride a two-wheel bicycle. And in the beginning, you're shaky. You probably fall down a little bit and skin your knees. So you put training wheels on to help you get that balance. The good, better, best pricing that I'm going to explain is like the training wheels towards value pricing. What you want to do is you're going to have new clients coming to you. And then what you want to do is calculate what you would initially charge them as a fixed fee if they were to engage your services. But now we want to offer them your new good rate. So you're going to take that initial fixed fee that you originally would have charged and multiply it by 1.5. That is your new good rate. I want you to enroll three people at that new good rate. After that, we're going to go up to tier two, which is going to be a better rate. People come to you, come up with that original set fee that you would have offered, and now we're going to multiply it by two. That means that you're now earning double than what you originally would have charged. You realize that clients aren't as price sensitive as you thought that they were, and we're going to have you enroll three people at that new better rate. You're also starting to get a better quality client, and you're understanding how to have those initial consultations so that they can see the value of engaging your firm services. You enroll three people at that new better rate. We go to the top tier, which is your new best rate. 
at this tier, you're engaging a lot of clients that really value you, they respect you, they follow through, they have questions, and they want your insight and expertise. Because we're now charging 3x what you originally would have charged, that means that you don't need as many clients in order to be able to hit your revenue needs. So once again, with that new best rate, people come to you, you're going to calculate what you originally would have charged them, we're going to multiply it by 3x and engage clients at the higher level. So that's how to start moving away from an hourly or fixed fee over towards value pricing is by doing that good, better, best pricing model. And eventually your best rate will need to be recalibrated and you can go through the whole matrix all over again as a way to start bumping up your fees and working with a better client. The other part of what you were asking, Adam, was how to start doing this with your current clients. Mm -hmm. And what you want to do is first send them a letter, whether email or snail mail, however you communicate with your clients, that you're making some changes in your firm. You don't want to justify you have higher expenses because the cost of living has gone up and everybody's raising your rates and you're going to pass it on to them because that's true too. They don't want to hear about that. Um, it's passe and it doesn't really matter to them. So what you want to do is you want to inform them in a communication that you are making some changes to your firm to better serve your clients and that you want to have a conversation with them. After you send them the letter, you want to have you or someone on your staff reach out and calendar that appointment meeting. If you have a staff member to do that, that's even better. If not, then go ahead and reach out to them, get something on the calendar. After you get something on the calendar, you want to have a value conversation. And during the value conversation, you want to focus on things from their perspective. And basically, it's asking questions to understand their needs, their wants, and their desires. Mm. They're all complementary, but they're a little bit different. The needs are the essentials to be operational and have a great cash flow. Their wants are things that they know that they ought to have in place, but either they don't have the capacity themselves or they don't know them, have the know-how and they need you to help them with doing that. And then the desires are future focused. That's actually the sweet spot. The more you can connect your services to something that they want to achieve at some point in the future and show them how you can help them do that better, uh, faster, or even easier than what they could on their own, that is where your value really shines. You're being seen now as that advisor or expert as opposed to that technician. And after you do that, you want to prepare for some objections because current clients are going to want to know why you're changing things. What are they going to get out of it? It's why you're charging me more. You already do all this for me. And, and you want to prepare for those objections so that when they come up, they don't throw you off and you went ahead and just cut a rate, gave them a rate discount because you didn't want to have the pushback. It felt confrontational. And then the last part is you want to be able to talk about how to move forward in this new capacity and when that starts, what the terms are, how that is the scope and cover all those expectations. Yeah. So that's how you raise your rates with your current clients is you send them a communication, you get something on the calendar, you have that value conversation that focuses on what's important to them. You talk about what the investment is moving forward, prepare for those objections, and then make sure that you set 
uh, expectations so that it goes ahead and takes care of the scope as well. Oh, I love that. I think there's two very important things that I wanted to, to just highlight. The first is when you send the initial email or, or snail mail, you're asking them to get on a meeting or a call. And it's mm-hmm. all about connecting with them, which is going to, it's going to do wonders for showing them your value. And, and I think a lot of, I don't want to, I don't want listeners to gloss over that. It's all about the relationship. Mm-hmm. They can trust you. And they, and then the second part of that is you're, you're saying, find out what they value as the value. And then you can communicate that you will help them get what they value, which means you can automatically, you'll be in a category of one and you won't have competitors and you can raise your fees. Exactly. I I think the other thing is having this conversation with current clients is something that firm owners tend to avoid because they don't want to rock the boat. They're afraid of losing on their clients. My clients won't pay that much. And research actually shows that if you already invest in the client relationship, then 82%, if I've seen as high as 100% when my clients follow this formula, but 82% statistically order continue to move forward with you at your new pricing model. Th- those clients, if you've invested in the relationship, they are sticky. They don't want to go and they move on and you. struggle over with somebody else. Right. They trust they, you. They, 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 they have the trust. You've already a proven resource, and they're more likely to move forward. So I know that it's scary, but you are able to do this when it's client-centered in a way that is a win-win. Because even if the that 18% doesn't move forward, the ones that typically leave where your headache, price-sensitive clients that you secretly wished would go away anyway. So this is just a recalibration is how I look at it. I love it. Well, Lauren, this has been a fantastic conversation. Where can people learn more, get more help from you? Uh, Really what I would love is if you felt that you got value from this and you want those steps to be able to value price your services, the good, better, best pricing that I shared and how to start to move away from uh, time and tasks over to packages to be able to charge two to three times more, then grab my resource that goes with this. It's at businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash package, and you can immediately get those steps that I shared on how to be able to move your firm forward, earn two to, times three, two to three times more without working any additional hours and work with high quality clients. Oh, I love it. So businesssuccesssolution.com slash package. All right, perfect. Yes. We'll, put, we'll put that in the show notes. Lauren, thank you so much for being with us today. Adam, absolute pleasure. Every time that we talk together, I always learn from you as well. So thank you so much. Same here. And to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with Lauren and myself as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye for now.